0: well you know over the centuries the church has been maligned by many people i'm sure i don't have to tell you that since uh, its inception the church has been criticized and slandered at times because of her stance on doctrine at times because of policy concerning social and moral and cultural issues really uh, really pretty much any area where the church has engaged with individuals or communities or even society as a whole She has been maligned, and and of course, to be fair, at times, the church has earned those criticisms, and so if I think if church leaders particularly are to be honest, then we have to be willing to admit that, because of course, the church has been far from perfect. And yet, if those same people who are critical of the church are to be honest as well, then they in turn have to admit that the church has been unparalleled throughout history with any other organization in terms of the good that it has accomplished in this world. Fact is, the church has established hospitals, schools, and universities that have healed, educated, trained, and sent out millions of people into the world to do wonderful things. Tremendous works of progress in art, advances in science and archaeology innovations in the medical field and great social works have all been accomplished in the name of christianity millions of churches have been established that have been uh, had an immeasurable impact on the world for good by improving the lives who are the most vulnerable among us the fact is the church of jesus christ is unlike anything else on earth there really is nothing else that we can compare it to in fact if if i just look back personally Over the past 25 years or so of pastoral ministry, just considering the five local churches that I've worked in over that period of time, in those five churches alone, I can, as a first-hand witness, point to thousands and thousands of meals fed to hungry people, thousands of items of clothing, blankets, furniture, and other personal goods given to people in great need. Homes and vehicles repaired, bills paid, medicines purchased. I've watched marriages on the brink of disaster restored through the church. People with every kind of struggle and hurt healed and restored when the church wrapped her arms around them and counseled them and prayed for them and provided for them and loved them through those difficult times i've seen so many lives truly changed transformed into the image of christ through the ministry of the church people delivered and healed and dedicated and saved and baptized and restored into a right relationship with god and with other people and that's just the five local churches that i've worked in including this one five simple local churches filled with people working together, unified in Christ, fulfilling his great commission. Now, add in all of the other churches around the world just in that same 25-year period of time. And let that sink in. How many human souls saved, delivered, healed, loved, provided for in just the past two and a half decades alone? It is truly staggering There's nothing comparable to the church of Jesus Christ. No group, no program, no government that even comes close. The undeniable truth is the church has been an astonishing force for good in this world. The worst thing that could happen for our country is for the church to disappear. Because while mankind has come up with a lot of ideas and programs and governments and plans for the world over the centuries, the church is God's plan for this world. And Jesus made it clear, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, Matthew 16, 18. Okay, the church is God's plan, not ours. The church is his design, not ours. The church is his will for this world. I heard someone once say it this way, the church is God's plan A, there is no plan B, which is true. Yet I've talked to plenty of people over these past 25 years who have said, you know what, I'm done with the organized church because they're unhappy with how it's being run or how it treated them at some point or how it uh, ended the program they were a part of or you fill in the blank. There are plenty of reasons why people become disillusioned with the church. And listen, some of those reasons carry a lot of validity because the church is far from perfect. But look... To say that we're done with the organized church is to say we're done with God's plan for us, right, which of course is not a viable option if our desire is to remain in the will of God, which we'll see in our text this morning. And so where the church really shines is when we embrace our true identity in Christ as his body while at the same time rejecting the temptation to try and be something that God never intended for us to be. Because it is then, you see, when we begin to try and operate outside of the mandates of Christ for his church, when we try to, for instance, primarily become a political organization, or primarily a social justice organization, or primar- primarily an influencer on current trends in pop culture, well, it's then that the church actually becomes increasingly ineffective, because that's not what God designed us to do. Now certainly the church can have influence on the political climate in any given society. It can it should. The church can and should be heavily involved in works of social justice. And the church can have great impact on culture around us, yes. But the way we do all of that most effectively is not by focusing primarily on any of those things. Okay? If the church is to have its greatest impact possible on government and society and culture in general, it will be when we're focused on what he designed and equipped and commanded us to do. It's the same reason that militaries don't make great police forces and police organizations don't make great militaries, because they're primarily designed and trained and equipped to accomplish different purposes. Right, the military exists to defend our homeland and our freedoms by defeating our enemies who would try and take those things away from us. The police exist to enforce our laws by preventing, stopping, and investigating crime. Those are two very different organizations created, designed, and equipped for very different purposes. Listen, it's just like that in the church. If the church is to have its greatest impact possible on government and society and culture in general, it will be when we are focused on what he designed and equipped and commanded us to do. So look, the church is most effective when we're making disciples of Jesus Christ. As we live out the gospel together. Together, as his church, because that's what he... Designed for us. I've heard lots of people say, and it's trendy to say, and you've probably heard me talk about this the church is not the building, it's the people. Well, that's true. The church is not the building, it is the people, but that's an incomplete statement. The church is the people when we are together. The church is a body as described by Jesus. You can't have a toe over here and a foot over here and a head over here and an eye over here and expect it to function like a, a body. It only works when we're together. The church is us when we are together. Together for what? Well, not to be a wing of a political party or primarily a mercy program or even a loud voice in popular culture. We must, with an acute sense of purpose and resolve, stay focused on the great commission that Christ has set before us if we're to accomplish his will on earth as it is in heaven. And of course what that means for each of us as members of his church is that we have to dedicate our lives, our entire lives, to that end. To serve him as we serve each other and reach out to the rest of the world. And there's just no way around it. That is going to mean that we live our lives spending ourselves and our resources for the cause of Christ. This idea that God rewards his followers by pouring out wealth and material blessings on us so that we can hoard our resources and then live out our lives comfortable and entitled and insulated from the rest of society is a failed doctrine. In fact, it's a false doctrine that is not founded in the truth of God's word, nor should it be reflected in his church, because it undermines the character and cause of Christ. Now listen, to be clear, God certainly does pour out all kinds of blessings material and otherwise on his children he does because he loves us and he wants to bless us with good things and that is wonderful and I'm very grateful for that so please uh, don't think you have to feel bad for having nice things no we shouldn't as long as long as we understand that the purpose of those blessings isn't merely to bless us purpose for God's blessings and provision in our lives is not only that we can be taken care of in our families but also that we may take care of others by being generous with what he's given us which is what we saw in our story last week where Paul referring to the spiritual and material blessings that we receive from God he said you will be enriched in every way to be generous you're God's going to enrich you why to be generous in every way which through us the church will produce thanksgiving to God. In other words, God enriches us so that we can be generous to others as we minister to one another through the local church. Okay, He enriches our lives so that we can be generous. The fact is, everything that Jesus had, he used to bless other people with. And that's our example to follow. We're to practice generosity.